0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched 22 Jump Street, directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller and released in 2014. The plot goes something like this. Dynamic crime-fighting duo Schmidt and Jenko follow up their undercover drug bust at a high school by going undercover to bust drugs at a college. Bust drugs? Bust drugs. (laughs) Bust drug dealers. I have a feeling that Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are our most featured directors on this podcast. Why is that? This is their third movie that we've done. They is did it? Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs All number right. one and the Lego movie. And this is their third one. Um, I don't know if Oh, that, uh, is- that makes so much sense. Yeah, this is so much better than those two, though. Yeah, but it makes so much sense because this movie is so meta. This is the most meta movie I've ever seen. It's even more meta than 21 Jump Street, which was super meta. Yeah, this is like beyond heavy meta. This is death meta. I know, I know. <laughs> I made that joke on my review. <laughs> I was yeah, so proud it's a, it's of it. It's a pretty good joke. Um, I will pay that. Oh, my God. And and just it was meta in really funny, clever ways. Mm. But I think also um, there's a really interesting through line in this movie of being meta about gender issues, which mm. I quite liked. But anyway, let's talk about the uh, story of the movie before we get into that, because it's it's pretty thin, but also great. Yeah. It's basically like the whole point of this movie is we're going to do exactly what we did in the first movie and we're going to point it out at every single stop along the way. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it great? <laughs> like that's that's what the movie is. Basically. Well, um, and, and there's a, yeah, because there's romantic subplots and uh, things go wrong between the two of them and they... You know, it's all beautiful. But, you know, in the first one, it's all about how um, Jonah Hill's Schmidt is a surprise success at high school while um, Channing Tatum's Janko is like an outcast in high school. Mm. And then when they go to college, of course, it's the other way around. Um, Although Schmidt isn't really a failure at college, he just goes into sort of a different avenue kind of thing. But it's more like he's having a rough time. And it turns out to be great for Jenko and they sort of they have to figure that out. Um yeah. I mean, it, it is the same thing over again. And and with some both, roles reversed. And and there's a point at which Ron Swanson goes we're going to do exactly the same thing again even though we know it doesn't work as well the second time and it's always worse the second time we're going to do it exactly the same and he does think well yeah and he did something like that in the first one but then this time he also talks about how throwing twice as much money at it will (laughs) make it better and you've got all this money (laughs) and like when they get to the new when they get to 22 Jump Street which is a Vietnamese church instead of a Korean church and like they go in and they're like whoa look at our boss's office it's like an ice cube because the guy who plays the is his ice Cube, and like <laughs> it's just so ridiculously meta that you can't help but laugh at but it. Then but then there's later on when... when they talk about how they've run out of money. Oh well, there was that big chase scene at the beginning. <laughs> Plus, this office is it doesn't for free. This looks like something Iron Man would have. Yeah. no, he doesn't call it a chase scene though. They come the chase like at the beginning. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They come like this close to pointing out it's a movie without actually stepping over the line. Right. And then the oh my god, the meat cute. The meat cute is my. <laughs> Favorite. We laugh. Well, my third favorite thing in the movie. I mean, when we saw this the first time, we laughed our asses off. And we laughed our asses off at this one, too. Oh, well, when we saw the first one and this one. When we saw the first one. Yeah. We laughed our asses off. And I think we laughed our asses off almost more in this one. At least the same. We had so much fun. It's so funny. The meat cute is like um, because Jenko drops a Q tip in a meat sandwich. (laughs) Um, The meat sandwich of this guy who who, uh, Zook. Zook and he's a, a football star and um, he drops the Q-tip in and he's like, oh, no, it's it's cool. It's like a new sandwich. It's like a Q-tip meat sandwich, a meat Q-tip sandwich. Uh-huh. Oh, a meat cute sandwich. Get it? It's a meat cute. Uh, yeah, and it's <laughs> Chatting Tatum and this gorgeously Nordic football player and they just, they're so gorgeous together. Aww. Okay, I ha- do have a question about that. At the end of the movie, there's a moment where Zook goes, that's the guy he should be with. Now, is that actually acknowledging the fact that Zook really did want a romantic relationship with jenko i think it was left ambiguous but i my reading of it would be that yes but i i don't know i think it was i think the idea is it's a bit well there will be accusations of queer baiting in that but i to me i would think that it's implying that zook did want a relationship but i I don't know and he thinks that that those two are in a relationship and just pretending to be brothers, yeah, because that's quite clearly what a lot of people think throughout this movie. Yes, and he sort of voices that suspicion a few times. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that that's yeah. No, at the I, end of the I, movie. I I we believe start at the beginning yeah. of the movie, or like at least go back to the beginning of the movie. So yeah, they they set up this thing, and then um, uh, Janko and Schmidt go off to college. Um, and everybody's like, "You look guys, look so old now." Okay. They don't actually, I mean, they could be like mature age college students or something. Well, what to me, like if it were me going undercover and I look like Channing Tatum, I would just say something like, I was in Afghanistan. Yeah, I used to be in the army, and now I'm going to college. Like, do, do they not have mature age students in the U.S.? Of course they do. Like, why can't they be 25 or 28? Like, that's not know, unheard that of was, here. That, I thought that was weird. Mm, um, anyway, but anyway, they they like to make a big deal out of them not not looking 19 or whatever. And it's hilarious be. because the girl that Schmidt has his has his fling with, um, or actually not a fling. It's like a full on romantic relationship yeah. with, um, who is played by Amber Stevens. Um, is. Like she's Amber Stevens is three years younger than than Jonah Hill. Yeah, they're like <laughs> like twenty seven, twenty eight years old. Yeah, exactly. It's like guys, no, <laughs> it doesn't work because she doesn't look that much younger. Not really. She looks amazing. She she's looks young. Like she definitely looks young, but she's been playing a college student since Greek, and Greek was what two thousand and six, two thousand <laughs> yeah, and yeah, seven. Yeah, like that's when she started playing a college student. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I was when excited, she was twenty one. <laughs> I was excited because I I was like, hey, it's Ashley from Greek, which made me happy. And I thought she mm. was great. She's very cute. And she sort of had her own personality, which I thought was nice. Like, it ends up that she's actually, she's the boss's daughter. And so she ends up being a character who is, like, in relation to two men in the movie. And yet she sort of has her own personality, which mm. I thought was kind of nice. Um, I think this movie treated women better than How to Train Your Dragon 2 did. Right. It Way, way, way Ironically, better. Ironically. Well, because we were in really. line for this one and I was... And you hadn't seen *How to Train Your Dragon* yet, *How to Train Your Dragon 2* yet, and I had sort of sent you along to *How to Train Your Dragon* because I knew it would piss you off, and we'd have a good podcast, and also because I had many, many thoughts on it. And um, so we were standing there, and I was like, "Look, *How to Train Your Dragon* wasn't bad, but it's you know, it's it's got some massive gender problems, and I'm going to want to talk about them. And this one, and you were like, "Oh, this this is probably going to be the same." no no no, it doesn't and not only does it not have gender problems it points out the gender problems in a lot of other movies yes and um and there's a scene that i thought would have been nice if they expanded on a little bit when ice cube um is like i'm gonna take a dirty shot at you like you took at my daughter and schmidt's like i did not take a dirty shot at your daughter like we have a real relationship we talk a lot We really care about each other. I didn't take any kind of dirty shot at your daughter. We just like each other. Mm. And, like, she's allowed to sleep with who she wants to. Right. And it would have been really nice if they developed that a little bit. Well, yeah, because there's that that whole trope where – Fathers act like they own their daughters, and yeah. And, that and they she's make the very rules. angry about it in this movie. Right. And he sort of has to go along with it because because Ice Cube's his boss. Mm. And it would have been nice to flesh that out a little bit more, since that's clearly not what Schmidt thought about their relationship. Mm. But also, like, even though I didn't particularly like that aspect of it, it leads to my one of my other favorite movies of the mo- moments of the movie, which is when they're in the office and Schmidt's got the the um, bulletproof vest on mm. and Ice Cube's glaring at him. And he turns the picture around, and Jenko looks at it for a second and looks at Schmidt and looks at the picture and looks at Schmidt, and then in the the soundtrack, there's a ding that goes off, and he goes, oh, shit! You slept with his daughter and like <laughs> and he cracks up and he runs out and he runs around the whole place, like, "Oh my God, he slept with my daughter <laughs> It takes him so long to figure it out. <laughs> And then when he does it's the most it's the biggest reaction that you could hope for. It goes on for like 30 seconds while Ice Cube and Schmidt are just staring at each other in the office. It's so funny. <laughs> I know that's br- Channing Tatum so is funny. a comic genius. He's a brilliant comic actor. I he's so good. That was my uh, that was my second favorite joke and then my favorite joke in the whole movie is when they're in the little the little, um, football helmet car and they're being chased by this great big four wheel drive and it's got like this funny comedic music and they drive past the Benjamin Hill film school. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> the Benny Hill Film School, and then they continue. And they do to a, have... they do the Benny Hill music too. Yeah, yeah. And, then, oh. and they go past, they go past, them past them like it twice. twice. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, don't hit anything expensive because we've run out of money." So they go through the sculpture garden and hit every sculpture. And then they go into the robotics lab. And you don't see any of the robotics lab. You just see them drive through. It's like, oh, there was a lot of expensive stuff we destroyed in there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This movie is so great. I just can't, like, these guys are so funny. Yeah. And, like, okay, there's a few scenes that, that there are some jokes that don't hit. Mm. Um, The the prison rape stuff is gross. Oh, no yeah, that was the it. only thing I had real trouble with. And they end on it, which means you end on a really sour note. Mm, yeah, the post-credit sequences. Like. Yeah, that, the prison rape stuff was really, really disturbing, and I that was not funny. Do you know what that re- th- makes me think of, though? That's like the old guard of comedy. The guy who uh, is not doing Dave that. Not Dave Franco. The no, not Dave Franco. The other guy is mm. like the old guard of comedy. You mm. know, like he's more of a SNL before kind of mm comedic styles oh yeah whereas yeah. whereas this is like the new guard of comedy coming up so i think there mm. might have been like a clash there and i also think that sometimes they needed to rein them in a little bit instead of just letting them do scenes because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't um mm. there's clearly a lot of ad-libbing in this movie it feels a bit like they it feels a bit like the new girl where they sort mm. of give people the outline of a scene Mm. Like in this scene, you're going to meet your new boyfriend and you're going to make a joke about the Q-tip in the meat sandwich and it's going to be a meat cute And then they have to do it from there. Mm. That's kind of what it feels like a lot of the time, right? So I think, I feel like that's a bit of a a thing at the moment in comedy. Mm. Have you noticed that? Like a few Mm. movies and TV shows do that sort of thing. And it works some of the time. And that, I think it means that you get some really funny scenes. Well that yeah, but like it was when also... you unleash Channing Tatum on the <laughs> <laughs> On that scene. But then also sometimes there's somewhere that the, the kiss, the um are we going to kiss now scene went on oh, way too yeah, long. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, way um, too long. And I really liked her character. I think I don't, I've never heard of that girl before. She's like Jillian Bell, I think her name is. Mm. Um, And I'm really looking forward to seeing her in other stuff because she was the bad guy in this movie and she's hilarious. And I love the concept that they got so fixated on the idea that the guy was selling the girl who mm. died the drugs that they didn't think that maybe the girl was the dealer. Mm, yeah. I loved that. That was so clever. Well, yeah, and there's also the the trope of this, like, uptight girl who doesn't want her roommate sleeping with anyone being the bad guy, which I thought yeah. was great. So I really like that because, like, you, you don't very often see the uptight, l- less hot girl getting to do that cool stuff. Yeah, and she got so much cool stuff to do in this. Mm. And her, she was wearing this little dress at the end. She looked really cute and, like... We're showing off a lot of her body, and she doesn't look like the usual sort of skinny actress. that, that that was what made me excited: is that like she's not super thin, like she's, you know, she's a gorgeous girl and slim by normal standards, but by actress standards, she's not skinny, and she's not like conventionally actress attractive and she looked gorgeous and she was great and she was funny like when they let her loose i didn't think she was quite as funny in the like you're so old stuff no that was weird but um that like, and that was that was went on too long as well like yeah. because they're just firstly they just don't look that old and college yeah. if community has taught us anything it's that college attracts people across all ages like that's what colleges. A- well they do about. specifically say though that they're freshmen which was kind of a dumb move I yeah think. well that's 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 why i was like why didn't you just say like we've been in the army or something like surely yeah. they could have done that um that was i i didn't think that was the, it was so that they could have all those you look old jokes yeah um but aside from that you know and, and, and they also- don't look that old like Channing Tatum is a couple years older than I he am but he can lo- easily pass for 25 he has a lot of makeup on in this movie yeah he does but uh, as we discussed I think he's wearing makeup because his skin is is bad like it looks like he's wearing makeup to cover pimples as opposed to makeup to stop him looking old yeah he, he he's wearing a lot of makeup I'll, I'll pay that I just noticed that in a few scenes that he was wearing a lot of makeup he also does some fantastic parkour in this movie um, oh my god he's like a monkey yeah he could just climb anything he's really physically impressive. i don't know if it was all him but it no. looked like a lot of it was him because you could see his face for quite a few of the moves mm. that he did like when he was dropping down mm. the the stairs yeah wow that was channing tatum like you could see all of channing tatum doing that and he had dialogue while he did it mm. so like he he's quite and he had some the, the parkour contrasted with like with Jonah Hill being winched up on the thing and stuff was so funny. Mm. Oh my god, it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, well, I mean, the Channing Tatum, like, as well as being a comedic genius, is he's a former like dancer and stripper and stuff. So mm. he would have a lot of those physical skills. He's probably got gymnastic and other kind of skills. So, but yeah, he and he clearly works out a lot. So you know, yeah, I think Channing Tatum is generally given a bum rap because he's been in a lot of bad movies, mm, but, but he's been he in awesome so ones too. Funny. He's so funny. Yeah, he's really, really um, funny. Like really good comic timing and a lot of the time in this funnier than Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah Hill kind of does a sad sack thing in this one that yeah. I I thought sometimes was good and sometimes was not so good and he his scenes were better. He was better when he was with Jenko than when he wasn't. Mm. I did love his um his dorky hipster scarf, though. <laughs> well, I, I really liked when he joined the art kids. I thought that was great because I was like, yes, finally they're showing a side of college that isn't the frat boys, but it is actually also kind of fun. Yeah. And, yeah, they kind of dropped that, which is a bit mm. odd and sad. Um, The frat boys were pretty funny, though. Oh, my God. And that, that tall Scandinavian, my God. <laughs> yeah. Zook. Zook. Uh, he was quite. They were so gorgeous together. Like, I want to watch the porn take of that <laughs> so bad <laughs> yeah they were someone find me the fan art and send it to me on Tumblr please Thanks. Um, I thought that the the scene before the, the, the chase scene through the robotics lab and all that was better than the actual final scene in this mm. Um, like the final battle I didn't think was like the you know the boss battle was not quite mm. as funny as that oh it was God. not quite as clever no. as that and didn't quite work quite as well but you know, I I have relatively minor quibbles, I think, for a movie that made me laugh as hard as this yeah, one did. I had so I just had so much fun and I want to get the first one again and when this one comes out on iTunes, I want to sit down and marathon them. Oh god, we'll, we'll be had, on the floor. We had so much fun though. It was so and the, funny. The jokes are so the ones that hit are so funny. Yeah. The ones that work make me laugh so hard I cried at parts of this movie. <laughs> like I was I was like, you know, just just in I was yeah. hysterics. Yeah, I know. I felt really sorry for the girl sitting next to me. I was like, oh, I'm just killing myself here. I'm sorry, also, I'm sorry. I think we got a few jokes that not many other people in the audience got. Well, yeah, you, got. Said, you said no, no other people weren't laughing at the Benjamin Hill Film Studies I, I Academy. I didn't see anybody around us. Yeah. Like, there might have been people in other parts of the cinema, but like, because they all kind of got the meat cute thing eventually. Yeah, eventually. But, but it took a while. Yeah, it took a while. But then again, people don't know meat cute unless you're in like cultural criticism. You might not know that as a thing. You've seen a meat cute, but you don't know that it's called a meat cute. Well, that's what I mean. Like, this is a movie that's absolutely for film fans. Well, um, it, I was just going to say, when we were young, or when I was young, The Simpsons taught me media studies, basically, by being so meta and explaining all these things to me. Th- these movies, especially this one, is an excellent way to teach yourself, like, media studies and s- slash reading culture. Yeah. Like, it's a re- – a- you don't need to go sit in, like, a four-year <laughs> film degree like we did. Don't waste your time – or tuition money on that, just watch this a few times and, like, look up the stuff you don't understand or maybe, like, read along online at the recap or something. That's all you ever need to know because it just teaches you all of the – any genre conventions of the romantic comedy slash buddy movie that you – you'll find it here cop movies he Co- took one women's study course and he thinks women's studies course and he thinks he's an expert oh human sexuality yes <laughs> oh my god yes where he's like you know you can't use the word faggot anymore it's 2014 yeah I gay did. is okay queer if you really know the person and that's how they want to identify like <laughs> it's so cute it is it's adorable yeah. but it's really interesting because they're pointing out the fact that they know that stuff and you're like well if you know that stuff then start using it you idiots mm-hmm. um, but like yeah. oh, oh, and well he's sitting in the dorm and he's reading his human sexual text when he's like, did you know I used to use a lot of gay slurs in high school? And um, Joan Hill's like, yeah, and they were mostly directed at me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, that's perfect. And then at the end where um, the, or well, the bus battle um, where the captain grabs his daughter and he's like, come on, let's get out of here. And she's like, don't you know, they always kidnap the girl in these situations and they kidnap the captain. <laughs> yeah, like, yes! And it's the girl who kidnaps girl the captain. Who kidnaps the captain. Um, and she also has a moment where she says to um Schmidt, like, if you saw me as a person instead of a girl you would hit me. Um Yeah, beautiful. And beautiful. that whole scene was fantastic. It teaches you heaps about like feminism and gender studies too. Yeah, like it's, it's great. this this is like a college course this, in itself. This is my university degrees, right? This is like what we my did university, at uni, degrees right? Film studies and gender studies. This is basically it. Um Yeah, you learn a lot in this movie. Like you actually learn college level stuff. Yeah. Go see it. Don't waste tuition money. <laughs> Yeah, no, it really is. But the the problem, I think, is that it doesn't represent that in in what it does. And it still often um, appeals to lowest common denominator stuff. But at the same time, like, um, in spite of the whole you slept with my daughter thing, she's never shamed for sleeping with him. And then wanting to be casual with him, and then that growing into something. No. She's never shamed for like her little bikini at the end. They make fun of her dad, yeah. for making a big deal about it. Yeah, that's that's who's shamed for that behavior. Yeah. it's the dad who's all, You should have to. You should not sleep with him, and he should not sleep with you. Yeah, that, that's the the shaming is directed in the correct to the correct person. And her mother is played by Queen Latifah, who gets almost nothing to do, but it's just fun to see Queen yeah. Latifah and things. Yeah, and what was I going to say? I'm oh, sorry, it's about nice her little bikini not being she's, sexualized. Um, she's also a black girl. The, the main backup guy's a black girl. And then they have the whole thing where Schmidt's like, I really care because it's a black girl. I wouldn't care at all if it was a white person. <laughs> oh, right at the beginning. <laughs> yes. Again, perfect. Like you, you always have these female victims and off. And this time we've got a fe- black female victim. But, you know, we care. And, and that may also make because, fun of that whole, the, the um you know, when like white girls get kidnapped and it's yeah. a national news story, but a black, like there's five black girls get kidnapped every week and nobody pays any attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, we really care because it's a black girl. Yeah. We care more because it's <laughs> yeah. a black girl. <laughs> it was super cute. And But the thing is, though, it's the lowest common denominator, the Channing Tatum, and then- the Jonah Hill, that will get the, cra- the crowd in. Like, this yeah. will attract people to it who are not film geeks like us or who don't understand why it's bad to... Oh my god, that's so gay. And then Channing Tatum goes, No, we care equally. We care equally because it's a black girl. It's an equal amount of caring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, it's so Aww. funny. And then the, when the, everybody's doing catchphrases at the end when they have the shootout and they're like, At 22 Jump Street, we shoot people's dicks off. <laughs> and then the guys the, from the first movie, like who were the nerds, stand up and they go, We're here too. <laughs> is one of my favorite jokes. Me too. I love those kinds of jokes. I love so many of the jokes. Like, this is so my style of humor in mm. so many ways. Yeah. Um, but it's not just for people like us who are nerds. Like, you will laugh at this. Like, normal people will laugh at this. And that's why when they get it's so important to bring in people, bring in the lowest common denominator kind of thing. And he drills all the holes in the floor. And he drills, like, 20 of them in the little area. And he's like, I'm out of cameras. <laughs> And also, nobody (laughs) hears them drilling through the ceiling, but they knock over like a mascot or something, and it's all like, (gasps) "There's somebody up there." Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The the whole will be super focused, and then it'll be tripping, and then when they're tripping, and they have the split screen, but it's actually all shot on the same lot. Was really cool. Like it was because they had the side view where it was shot. Yeah, yeah. That Um, was clever. That That was was really funny. Good little scene. And Channing Tatum's is all rainbows. (laughs) And there's a song that just goes like booty booty tits tits something like <laughs> <Yeah>. boobs like So <laughs> he's like singing along and dancing. And there's like three of him twerking <laughs> That's his heaven. Oh. That's his like <laughs> that Well, that's his good trip and, and um Joan Hill's in a <laughs> bad bad trip. So it's all like death metal emo and emo music and like Yeah, it looks like a Madonna clip from nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> And it's so low tech too. Mm. Oh, it's so fun! And yeah. then at one point, Vietnamese Jesus joins um, Channing Tatum to dance. <laughs> like, that's his. That's his happy place. Oh. that ain't Korean Jesus. That Vietnamese Jesus. You racist. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. <laughs> and the Yang twins. Our mother's Chinese. Our da- no, our dad's Chinese. Her mother's not. She's black. She's like super black. <laughs> I thought they were one guy. Nope, actual twins. I know. Keith and Kenny like, Lucas. I'm so indoctrinated Sorry, to the Keith idea. Keith and Kenny Yang is their real name. I'm so indoctrinated to the idea that um, that like twins are played by one person mm. in movies. Yeah. And because they only touch occasionally, right? Like they don't yep. have any shots where it couldn't be one guy playing both of them. I just thought it was one guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. I know. I and I also I I yeah. was reading the credits and I was like, Scarface? Who's Scarface? Oh, it's the Hispanic Wolverine. <laughs> oh, Hispanic Wolverine. Yes, because he totally was, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. Just was well, they, and they made the joke as well. Yeah. Um, Peter Stormare is in this. Peter, oh, I don't know, know how to say his name are gonna properly be good when he's around. Yeah, we we had this discussion the last time he was in something. We were like, we don't know how to say his name, but you know shit's going down when Peter Stormare is around. He makes me laugh really hard. Like, I think he's very funny, and I think he should mostly do comedy because I think he's much better at comedy than drama. Because if he's in drama, he kind of chews scenery a bit, mm, whereas in comedy, that's the right pitch. Yeah, exactly. Um and I think like he was very funny in the library. He was very funny when he was like, "Oh my god, you guys are idiots." And then he goes, "You dropped the accents. You're clearly cops." <laughs> 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 so many great so, things. So these TV. guys, Kenny and Keith Lucas, are actual twins. They have um a TV show, possibly a YouTube show, I don't know. Anyway, it's called Lucas Brothers Moving Company. And they, oh. they so they're actually they're comedians. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Um I didn't think they were that funny. No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that, yeah. I didn't think that their, their thing was that funny, really. I thought it was much funnier when mm, Schmidt weird. and Jenko were playing off them and they were like, we're twins, we have that book yeah, thing, that they was... say things at the same time, and then they say completely the wrong things at the same time, and they're like, boom. That was pretty much the perfect way <laughs> of using them. The Walk of Shame stuff was kind of funny. Oh, that was kind of cute, yeah. Like, the, all the he's girls. He's got his boys, sneakers off. It, and you're like, why would you <laughs> take your runners off? Like, that's dumb. Well, it shows it's the stupidity of it. Like, I in my very brief going out days, the one thing I never did, especially when I was outside, was take my damn shoes off. There's, like, glass and crap all over the all over the ground it's gross okay uh, i think that's... i don't care how much my feet hurt anyway. yeah that's the thing yeah it? like, it's like it's so stupid why would his feet hurt their runners exactly their sneakers? like <laughs> well that's it's just exactly it's to show up the stupidity of it like it's, I didn't it's doing so. that i thought it was more showing up the stupidity of him doing it rather than well yeah they, it, you know, you're meant to laugh at for you that. to walk home with like to take your shoes off because they've all slept with people so they've all taken their shoes off anyway mm. And then they're like, oh, it's the next day and your feet are that much worse. But yeah. I it know. I get sense that. It does for him to no, be doing it. Yes. It doesn't make sense. But it's doing that thing where it's like taking something that is considered a normal thing to, have a, to show a woman doing yeah. it and showing a man doing it and re- realizing just how dumb it looks. Yeah. And that there's that, I, I think. Okay. Mm. I just I mean, thought it, it was more that he looked dumb for doing it. Oh, the um, the couples counselling session. Yeah. Which is, I know it's a terrible queer baiting trope, but I love it so much anyway. Like, I watched, like, the first half of that terrible TV show that was entirely based around that trope. Mm. Which was, like, that they were cop partners and they had to go to marriage counselling. Because um, it had Michael Ealy in it. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, um, he's gorgeous. Michael Ealy, yeah, I know. <laughs> he's in Almost Human. And the only reason that I'm sad that Almost Human was cancelled is because I don't get to see Michael Ealy as a pretty cyborg robot guy anymore no. but anyway um and i watched like i watched nearly the whole and then i was like this mo- show is terrible why am i watching it mm-hmm. yeah i i like that i enjoyed that i enjoyed i enjoyed so many things i would have been nicer to see more women in it i think yeah like technically it doesn't pass the Bechdel test even though it is quite it treats its women really well doesn't
1: the women that do it? appear
0: nope Oh, uh, I thought it might end the scene uh, unless um where Queen Latifah talks to her daughter at one point in the yeah, scene. and so and also might... um Schmidt's mother is there, so maybe they talk to one another. Maybe I have a feeling that um that the roommates talk to each other as well. Oh yeah, but if, Schmidt's yeah. always there, so I don't know if they get lines directly well, to each also, other. or th- also, and they only ever talk about. Well, they yeah. only ever talk about like how angry one of them is at the other one of her having a boy over. So, yeah. so I, don't so know I if think that, that might be talking about a boy, yeah. <laughs> and so might the dinner actually. So maybe it doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it technically does, but it treats its women other than Queen Latifah. It Unless... just doesn't get much time. Um, quite well. Unless the uh, the woman who says the at 22 Jump Street we shoot people's balls off scene counts, because <laughs> she's talking to the woman, right? <laughs> Ooh. No. Mm. I don't think it I don't think it does. No, pass. I don't think it technically does at but that's not the point. It's that it actually it should I mean it should have more it should do better. Characters. It could do better, but it it does pretty well with in in its own limited context. But the fact that yeah, the, what they do with the female characters and the thing is it has more female characters than it could as well because mm. the main bad guy doesn't have to be a woman. No. And she is um and like you know, they they didn't have to have a female cop in there, and they did, and stuff like that. So it's mm. Mm. and 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 of course, there's the whole thing about playing where we think that the white guy is the dealer, and it's the black girl, and yeah, who's been killed, fun. and yeah. Um, I I want to see female nerds in movies too. Like the you know how they had the three guys mm. who came in, and they did the <laughs> the mm. force choking joke, mm. which I thought was so cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then they try yeah. to do it to Schmidt. And Schmidt's like, no, that's not no. Um, yeah, I loved that. That was really funny. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I think they were trying like, to go down the nerd girl route with what's her name, the roommate with the pajamas, the bad girl. Yeah, but that's the thing is that she, they weren't because she's mm. a bad bad guy, but also she's not a nerd at all. She's like more of a like she's more of that kind of like stuck up. Mm, that's right, because she's snobby. the daughter of a crime lord, of course. Yeah, but mm. but for her, before that, that's not what they were going for either. That before it. that, she was they were going for this like prudish kind of thing, like mm. the the um, no. well, not controlled. What's the word like? Oh, uptight, 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 mm. prudish sort of thing is what mm. they were going for. Yeah, like, you're not right. You, you you're, like, you're supposed no... to think like she's the religious roommate who never goes out and never lets you have sex. Yes, yeah. Um, no, you are correct, and you've talked about this for years. Yeah, there's not a lot of nerd girls. And when, there are, when they are, they're like in Big Bang Theory, which is really sad. There's no, like, girls who like Star Wars. If no. you like Star Wars, you're a guy. Like, there's no such thing as a girl who likes Star Wars. Not in the movies, um, no. There's no such thing as a... Like, yeah, there's no such thing as a girl who's really, really into, like, nerdy things. I mm. mean, you've seen them a couple of times on TV, and they're ridiculed and stuff. Um, but even mm. then, they're not quite like the nerdy guys. No. Like, and nerdy guys get more sympathy, and uh, I don't know. It's It's really... Icky. No, yeah, no, you, you are completely right. There is no, and yet, yeah, and there's no actress with the same profile who looks like Jonah Hill and has a really geeky persona like Jonah Hill. So, so there's no actress who's both a little overweight and also not conventionally attractive, but is also a nerd. But not just not just those that particular combination. Of and things, gets but any gets these kind, kind of, kind of, icky of thing. roles. Yeah, it's that it's that geeky girls don't exist thing that I find really weird. Mm. Like nerd girl, like it's it's always these clumps of guys. When you um, Orphan Black just showed up that trope mm. when all the boys were sitting around and playing their game, like their board game, mm. which was a fantasy RPG board game. Oh and yeah, and Kasima comes in and starts playing with them and yeah. owning them and stuff. and Yeah, you're yeah. like and Kasima actually knows how to play. That's what i'm talking about that's what i want is like anyway no i no i completely agree with you and um it's totally really nice not related to this movie except that there's three geeky guys in it and and it it is a really i think it's really odd anyway should we give marks oh um yeah we watched 22 jump street it was great i really liked it (laughs) we had so much fun um i'm giving it three and a half stars i'm giving it four excellent All right. Thanks for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you want to read our show notes or find old episodes or learn more about us, you can do that on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. We are also on Twitter at screen underscore queens. We're on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash silverscreenqueens. And we're on Tumblr, tumblr tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Oh, and Katie's blog where she reviews movies is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.